Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Billions of people believe in the message of the cross. And you just think in our country alone, right? Uh, our first president, George Washington, was a Christian. The second president, John Adams, was a Christian. You can read their writings. John Quincy Adams, uh, the sixth president. Uh, Ronald Reagan was a Christian. George Bush, George H.W. was a B- Christian. George W. was a Christian. I saw an interview with George W. Bush, and someone asked him, why did you become president? He said, I was praying, and I felt like God told me to be president, so I did it. <laughs> I was like, that was awesome. Throughout history, some of the greatest intellects, and even now, some of the greatest athletes. Did you know that, uh, you know, who knows who won the Masters golf tournament this year? One of the most prestigious golf tournaments. Uh, his name was Scotty Scheffler. He's a Christian, right? And he loves the Lord. And I, I watched this interview with him, and he said him and his wife were praying, and they said, how about the pressure of winning the Masters? And, and you know, he was like, well, we were praying. And we're just like, we just, I just want to glorify Jesus Christ and everything that I do. And so I was just praying. And what about Cooper Cup? You guys know who he is? So uh, he won, right? Yeah. He was the MVP of the Super Bowl last year. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Cooper Cup is a Christian. Cooper Cup said that God told him that he was going to win the Super Bowl and he was going to be the MVP, the most valuable player. And he told his wife months in advance. And uh, how many of you saw on NBC or ABC or any network news that Cooper Cup is a Christian and he talked about loving Jesus and that's the most important? Oh, nobody. They don't want you to know that billions of people believe in the cross. Now, I was thinking this through. So in 2022, the guy who won the Masters, the MVP of the NBA Finals, the MVP of the Super Bowl, all of them are Christians. All of them said they love Jesus. All of them said that that Jesus is the most important thing. And how many of you heard it? Raise your hands again. None of you, right? Why? They don't want you to hear it, right? They want you to believe that it's foolishness, that nobody believes in the Bible, right? Nobody believes in the message of the cross. And, you know, many championship coaches, you know, Tony Dungy, uh, he's a Christian. He's written Christian books. And uh, Dabo Sweeney, I love him. My wife's like, that's not a real name. I'm like, I think it's his name, Dabo, right? You know who Dabo is? He's the head coach of Clemson. And, uh, you know, he won the national title a couple times in a row. And when they interviewed him, I don't remember exactly what he said because I can hardly understand through his accent. But he's like, I just want to give glory to Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know what he's saying. But, you know, we turn these players in, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But uh, he, he loves the Lord. How many of you have seen Dabo talk about his faith on, on TV? Nobody, right? But here's the truth. They all believe in Jesus Christ. And I could go on and on for hours, right? There are books written about all the people who believe in the message of the cross. But those who are in control, they don't want, they, they think the message of the cross is foolishness. In fact, they do uh, analytics about the people that work at network news and that work at social media. And most of them think the message of the cross is foolishness. I mean, they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Now, notice that it says in verse 18, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, right? In other words, this scripture is saying, if the message of the cross is foolishness to you, then you're perishing and being destroyed by your sin. Now, here's the thing. God loves you and doesn't want you to perish. In fact, the Bible says in 
2 uh, Peter 3, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. See, God loves you. He wants your life to be blessed, right? Just like he wanted to bless, you know, uh, Dabo Sweeney and Steph Curry and Nick Foles and Cooper Cup and, and on and on and on, right? God wants to bless your life. Ezekiel 33, 11 says, God said, as I live, says the Lord God, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn, turn from your evil ways. Why does God say turn from your evil ways? Because he loves you and it will destroy your life, right? He wants what's good for you. And, and you know, Jesus said to Nicodemus in John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, right? To those who look at the message of the cross as foolishness, the Bible says they're perishing, but Jesus came so that they don't have to perish in their sin, right? Jesus came to be a sacrificial lamb to take away the sin of the world. In the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, uh, when a person would sin, they would bring a, pr- uh, a lamb to the priest, and they would put their hand on the head of the lamb, and then they would confess their sin. And it was symbolic of transferring their sin to the lamb. And then the priest would kill the lamb and sacrifice it, right? And there would be this, uh, you know, the blood of the lamb would be a sacrifice for their sin. Now, that was a picture that people understood, that the Jew understood. In, in uh, Hebrews 9.22, it says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Now, in John 1, when John said, behold, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, who is he talking about? Jesus. Jesus came to pay the price for our sin. Jesus came to, to be a sacrificial lamb for our sins. And our sins were transferred to him, and he dies in our place, right? He died in our place. And, and, and all we have to do is put our faith and trust in him. That's the message of the cross. Verse 18 says, to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, I love that. It's the power of God that sets us free from the power of sin. See, believing in Jesus Christ is a choice, and every person chooses to believe or not to believe. Now, there are those who would want to say, oh, you Christians, that 2,000-year-old book, it's foolish, and nobody believes it, no one's ever believed it, and no smart intellectual person or no pro athlete or excellent coach or brilliant mind, writer, artist would believe it, but we know that's a lie, right? Those are the facts, and it's a choice that people make, and everyone chooses to either believe or not to believe. John three seventeen, Jesus said, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, Jesus said, there are reasons why people choose not to believe. And what are they? Well, in John 3, 19, the very next verse, Jesus said, and this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. Jesus said that one of the reasons why people choose not to believe is not because of the facts, not because billions of people put their faith in the message of the cross, not because many of the smartest, most talented people in the history of the world put their faith in the message of the cross. They don't believe because, for some, they love their sin. They're unwilling to give up their sin. Even though it's destroying them, they don't want to give it up. And that's why, for some, the message of the cross is foolishness. But it's not foolishness because, intellectually, we conclude that only stupid people in Caldwell believe in it, right? I mean, that's not the truth. Anybody who would think that it needs to get out a little more. They need to, you know, I used to hate history. Uh, my, my wrestling coach was a history teacher. That was the worst class ever, right? But since I've become a Christian and started reading the Bible, I love history because history tells us the truth. Now, you need to know they're rewriting history, right? And uh, I don't want to get off on how they rewrite history and they're preaching it in schools. But here's the thing. 
The truth is, is that billions of people's lives have been changed through the message of the cross. And so in verse 18, when it says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. To us who have experienced the power of God to free us from the power of sin, the message of the cross is not foolishness, right? It's the power of God. Romans 1.16 says, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the billions of people who've been set free from their sin that was destroying their lives, they believe in the message of the cross, right? And it's not foolishness to them. So this morning, what does the message of the cross mean to you? Does it stumble you? Is it offensive to you? Or have you experienced the power of forgiveness of sin, the power over sin in your life? Because if you haven't experienced that, it really is the best thing in life. The reason that Steph Curry said it's better than winning NBA titles, the reason Russell Wilson said it's better than winning the Super Bowl, the reason Nick Foles said it, the reason that Scotty Sheffield said it, the reason that anybody who's ever accomplished any great thing who's a believer said that's nothing compared to having the power of God working in your life through Jesus Christ. The reason they said it is because they believe it and because it's true that having Jesus save your soul and the power of God in your life, it's just indescribably awesome, right? And, and Jesus came to set us free from the power of sin. In John 8, 34, Jesus answered them and said, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. See, Jesus came to set you free from the bondage of sin. So you can be free to love God, to love people, right? And, and that's so much better to be freed from bondage of sin and to love people and love God because that's how God designed you to live. God wants you to be a person who understands forgiveness and is able to give forgiveness. He wants you to understand that agape love that only comes from God so you can love other people the way God loves us. And here's the thing. It's your choice. Are you offended by it or do you want to believe in it, right? And the message of the cross can set you free from sin that's destroying your life. And you can be forgiven of any sin you've ever committed, anything you've ever done wrong, and have a clear conscience when you leave this place today. So good, right? Guilt messes people's minds up. And, and when you go pay someone to tell you to blame other people, that doesn't fix it, right? It just makes it worse. The reality is, is that Jesus can forgive you of anything you've ever done wrong, and he can set you free from your sin, and it is so good. It's just indescribable how good it is, right? I grew up in a family that didn't go to church, and we didn't believe the Bible, and I was an atheist growing up, and my whole family uh, didn't believe in God, and the message of the cross was foolishness to me as a youngster. And, and yet, you know what happened? My family was dysfunctional, to say the least. Why? Because, why? because we believed the world, right? We believed what you know, the world teaches, which was destructive. And, and it's so important to know that God loves you, and he has something better for your life. The message of the cross is a message of hope, right? That, that you can be freed from whatever sin is controlling your life. You can be free from whatever mistakes you've made, from the guilt that's haunting you, the shame from the past. He can forgive you, cleanse you, heal you, restore you. It's awesome, right? And how do you do it? Well, Romans 10, 9 says this. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In other words, you just pray and say, Lord, I want to be forgiven. I want to have my conscience clean. I want to have my heart cleansed. Lord, I, I believe, Jesus, that you died on the cross. It's not foolishness to me. I recognize that the facts are that you change lives, and you've been changing lives for thousands of years, and it is the best way to live, and I want your forgiveness. And so if you've never done that, we're going to give you an opportunity to do it this morning. And, or maybe 
you did it when you were a little kid, but you haven't been following Jesus, and, and maybe uh, you need to rededicate your life today. Then I'm going to lead us in a prayer, so let's bow our heads. And if you would like to invite Jesus into your life or rededicate your life, then just repeat after me, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And uh, you saints, help us out. And so if you'd like to invite Jesus in or rededicate, then just repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I admit I'm a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit and help me to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.